Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Thursday, November 21st, 2019. I'm Shannon, and I am here with Brooke, Natalia, Mika, Stacy, and Sarah. And we are here to talk about the books we are looking forward to that are coming out in December, or at least some of the books we're looking forward to that are coming out in December. Usually, December is a kind of yucky release month, but this, month, this time it was actually really great. So, as always, we have each selected three books that we're going to talk to you about, and hopefully we will expand your TBR pile. But before we do that, I have the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter, and Mika, remind me to send you the Twitter information. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at Book Bistro Podcast. On Facebook, you can join our listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can also see periodic um, updates on what we're reading. We do those on Wednesdays on the Facebook page, so definitely check those out. If you want to send us an email, you can always do that as well. And that address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to take a look at the list of episodes that we've done, you can find that on Anchor, and the, that address is https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash book hyphen bistro. So Sarah will start us off, followed by Mika, Stacy, then me, Brooke, and of course Natalia will finish off the round. So yeah. The first book I'm going to talk about tonight is by an author that I have read a couple of her books in another series, um, but not this spinoff series. But I'm very excited looking at the synopsis to actually pick up and read this. It's called Wicked Hour, Heirs of Chicagoland, book two. It's by Chloe Neal. So this book is about Elise, and in this world... Vampires are made, not born. But Elise, the character in this book, was actually born, not made. And she was away from Chicago for a a period of time, but came home due to some threatening activity that I don't really know about because I haven't read the series yet. And um, she is working with a shapeshifter named Connor and they come together to fight some evil and they go to Connor's family's home in the deep woods of Minnesota where a monster killer has been unleashed and yes and I know it looks really interesting and um they have to work together with Connor's pack to figure out who this killer is 
but the pack all know that Elise is a vampire and they accept her anyway. So um, this book looks really interesting to me. Um, it's a, it looks to be a spinoff of Chloe Neal's Chicagoland Vampire series. So I'm really interested in reading it. It's called, again, The Wicked Hour, Wicked Hour by Chloe Neal, Chicago Land Book Two. I've heard a lot about this author. I'm very, um, I'm very interested in trying her out. I have a friend who has definitely read a lot of her, a lot of her books, and I've been on an urban fantasy binge lately. So, ooh, ooh, yeah. well, those are the best. I read the first Chicago Land Vampires book, um, which was the like her original series a few years ago, and then. I don't know if I got distracted or something came out, but I, I think I really want to go pick up that series and read it and then read this spinoff series because it looks really good. So my book that I'm going to discuss also comes out on December 3rd. And I'm just going to warn you now, I'm about to make you laugh. So um, <laughs> the, already. There. So wow. the book is called, um, the book is called Defending Everly and it's by, Susan Stoker, and it is part of her Mountain Mercenaries series. And Susan Stoker is a very bingeable author. Um, she writes a lot of military romances, um, and they all have spinoffs. So I think they started out with like the Delta Squad, and then it went into the SEALs, and then it went into like some law enforcement people, and now we have the Mountain Mercenaries. And the Mountain Mercenaries, um, if I am remembering correctly, they all met each other um, because some like mysterious person called them and said, come in for, I want you to come here for an interview. And so they, they met at a restaurant for an interview, but the person that called never showed up and oh, they man. all met each other. And they thought at first that it was like one of them had scammed the others. And then they all like started playing pool and they got along. And so it was like, a, it was basically like a great big test to see if they'd get along. And so, um, the mountain mercenaries go after people that like the country has forgotten or, you know, that have slipped through the cracks. So, um, this, this particular installment is the fifth one. And Susan Soaker writes a lot of books with, um, with heroes and heroines who have, different like disabilities or there's lots of representation um, oh. in terms of people that struggle with mental illness. Um, some of them. I didn't know I that. Like, oh, yeah, she's so delightful. And some of them I like a lot more than others. I will also say um, as a firm romance reader, I think it's very fair to go into this knowing that, that um, you have to read these knowing that it's going to be some insta love. And so, and, and that it's going to be kind of over the top. In general, so it's kind of an over-the-top series. Um, but this one, the the heroine is on the SWAT team, and the um, hero is part of the Mountain Mercenaries. And the heroine's half sister goes missing, and um, she deals. Susan Stoker also deals with a lot of really dark subjects. So I just want to make that very clear um, before anyone starts to read these books. So this particular <laughs> one has has to do with a lot of sex trafficking. Um, but this is, it's going to be action packed like every other Susan Stoker novel I've ever read. When the guys fall, they fall super hard. When people fall in love, they fall really hard. 
Um, the thing about Susan Stoker is that she gives her characters a lot of the guys, a lot of names, um, like lots of nicknames that their that their significant others refuse to call them, <laughs> which is really great <laughs> because this one, his name, the hero's name is Cannon, and if you think that's difficult to yell out, um, his nickname is Ball. And oh my so, god! And so, oh my like, god! Oh so, no. you know. You have a moment, or are you just calling out like ball, or is it cannonball, or baseball? Boom. You know, boom. oh my god, Softball. basketball. So, um, so this, so just you know, fair warning, high ball. <laughs> um, very unfortunate name choice, in my opinion. But Susan, Susan Stoker always delivers on on the action, and there's usually a big overarching theme. So again, that book is Defending Everly, and that is in the Mountain Mercenaries book five by Susan Stoker, which comes out on December 3rd. I've seen a lot of her books. I have seen tons. Tons. So there is one. Go. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, there is one I think about um, with a blind hair when I'm pretty Yes. I want to say with Corey, something defending Corey or or something. So you are not like a stickler, Vika, for reading things in order. So maybe you're not the best person to ask, but do these make more sense if you read them in a certain order? So they're good. They work very well as a standalone, but there's so much sequel bait that I think it, it helps you to read them to read them in order if you can, As particularly this Mountain Mercenary series. It, um, the plots seem to build on each other. I'm really excited about this book that I'm about to talk about. I talked about this series in 2018 for the witch episode. And I binged the first three in the series thinking it was just a straight trilogy in just a couple days. And then I screamed really loud when I realized that we were left with a cliffhanger. Well, this is the Boundary Magic series by Melissa F. Olson. And yes, and I really, if if you like urban fantasy, if you like really, really great, yes, I know. So do I. (laughs) And if you like really great world building, this is a series. (gasps) I know. So the the most recent book in the series is called Boundary Haunted, Boundary Magic Book 5 by Melissa F. Olson. Um, and basically, um, well, all I'm going to say about this book, so I'm just going to say a little bit about the series. Um, basically it's about, um, a woman named Allison, um, but she goes by Lex and Lex discovers in the first book that she actually has some pretty fantastic magical powers that she didn't know about. Um, and she found out that, uh, you know, there's this whole other world out there. She was just kind of working a convenience store job after getting out of the army. And she was sort of, you know, rudderless, if you will. And um, her identical twin sister had just passed away recently. So she was basically helping to raise her, her very young niece who at the time I think was like, well, toddler age kind of. And so she learns that she has this amazing magical ability And that she, um, you know, there's this whole other world out there. So in this most recent installment, 
um, she's asked for help um, by another family who has also boundary magic like she does. And they ask her to come to the Deep South to deal with, um, they can't find a bunch of uh, Civil War era ghosts. It's like vanished. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and apparently this is very bad. And so what needs to happen is she needs to kind of dig into this and figure out, you know, what's going to happen and also learn more about boundary magic from this other family. But as often happens in books such as this, things do not go according to the plan. And this book just looks really great. And I love the series so much. And I must admit that I didn't realize that the fourth book was out um, earlier this year. And so I have to catch up with book four before I can read this book. So basically, I'm going to binge the entire series again. It's really, really <gasps> well done. Oh. It's really great. So this book comes out on December 3rd. And again, it is Boundary Haunted, Boundary Magic, book five by Melissa F. Olson. And seriously, pick up the series if you like this stuff, because it's really, really fabulous. I remember Beautiful. you talking about this for the witch episode. Yes. I can't wait. I know. And I was so distraught. I thought that she was just going to leave us hanging at the end of book three. And apparently the, the last uh, book four came out in March. I had no idea. So um, I need to catch up with my characters. So my first pick tonight is something that I've been excited about for quite a while, um, since like earlier this year when I realized it was coming out. This is A Madness of Sunshine by Nalini Singh. And normally, Nalini Singh writes either kind of these contemporary romances about rock stars, which I've never read because I don't really like rock star romances, um, or she writes <laughs> some very cool paranormal romance or urban fantasy. But now she is writing a thriller, and this makes me super happy. So this is A Madness of Sunshine. It comes out on December 3rd, and it takes place... Um, in what the synopsis calls a town at the edge of the world. So it's in New Zealand. And it's one of these kind of like picture perfect towns that everybody wants to live in. Um, supposedly, like everybody gets along well. And it's like this kind of dream place that, you know, probably doesn't really exist. In fact, we know it doesn't exist because when our heroine returns to this town, after some time away, she realizes that there are some pretty dark secrets being kept by people in this town. And apparently someone is a murderer and you obviously don't know who. And so she's trying to figure this out as well as kind of just readjusting to being back home after like, you know, several years away. So, Apparently her homecoming is not super great. So I don't know much more than this, um, but I do know that the idea of Nalini Singh, who writes so, so well, like turning her attention to writing a thriller just makes me super happy. So this is, once again, A Madness of Sunshine, and it's by Nalini Singh. It comes out on December 3rd. That sounds really good. It was actually yes. on my TBR list, so I'm yes. looking forward to it. I've never you, read any of her other books. Oh, like her side changeling books are so great. No, I haven't read any of them. I'll have to oh. check them out. Yes. The first book that I'm going to talk about tonight is Nine Elms, Kate Marshall, number one, by Robert Brinsa. And I actually read his 
series, Erica Foster series, and I quite enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to this one and hoping that it will be as good. So this book comes out on December 1st. Um, this book is about a woman named Kate, and she is a professor at a small university um, on the coast in England. And she was 15 years previously, she was an up and coming detective. Um, but her career ended in scandal after she solved a case, um, after there was like some situation with a case that she solved. So the case was called Nine Elms. Um, well, the, sorry, the killer was labeled Nine Elms killer, serial killer. I don't know why, what happened, but somehow she was traumatized and she was made to be like the villain of the whole situation. So her oh. career kind of went down in flames. I'm not really sure the whole situation with that. But we fast forward 15 years. And as I said, she's now a professor. Well, there's some killings that are happening. And it looks like someone is kind of copycatting or being like kind of taking over for the uh, Nine Elms serial killer. Because Kate is now thinking that she kind of knows what's going on. So with the help of her teaching assistant, Tristan, um, she's going to investigate the case. And she knows that this could redeem herself by solving this case. But also, she's got to be careful because she was supposed to be the fifth victim of the Nine Elms serial killer. And his successor, well, he's he really wants to finish her off. So it should look, it'll be interesting to see what happens and like how this series all starts out. So this is Nine Elms, Kate Marshall, number one by Robert Brinsa. And it comes out on December 1st. I need to check out his stuff. I have, I own um, some of the Erica Foster books. So I'll have to, I'll have to grab these. So my first book is going to be by Molly O'Keefe, and the book is called A Day in the Life of Walter Soislak. I am so sorry. I just cannot pronounce I that name. I don't know how to say that name. Yeah, I've tried. I've really tried. But I love, love, love Molly O'Keefe, and I'm really looking forward to this book because it looks different than her typical love stories or eroticas or angsty. So the premise starts with, if at the end of your life, you have to pick one day to relive, what day would you pick? Ooh. Walter Soslack doesn't want any of it. He doesn't want a day to relive. He doesn't want to trip down memory lane. He feels like his life was wasted because his wife, Rosie, died 20 years ago. And ever since she died, he's felt like his life wasn't worth living. Without her, you know, he hasn't lived and so if he's going to die, if it's lights out for him, he's just fine with that. Just take me and let me be in peace. So I am very much looking forward to this guy's attitude and ah, oh, to be loved this much, right? But then there's a young man named Peter who shows up out of nowhere and he's in charge of Walter's afterlife and he's not listening to him and he wants 
Walter to appreciate that there's beauty every day and he's going to make him do it one way or another. So this is a day in the death of Walter Zoslack. You know, it's always a day in the life. So I see a day in the death and I'm thinking That's cool. That's interesting. And it comes out on December the 9th. Okay. She wrote her first women's fiction this year. Um, she did. I have to finish it. The McAvoy yeah, Sisters Book of Secrets. Book of Secrets. Yes. It was very, very good. Really? I have to. Yes. I, have to, I liked it. I think I started it and then I was in labor. Oh, well. And then I read um, the wife, that Kimberly Bell book. That Oh, Dear Wife. wife. Yes. yes. So anybody who has fallen into the beauty and the timelessness of little women will be excited to know that Virginia Cantra has written a contemporary themed book. It is coming out on December 3rd. It is called Meg and Joe. Yay! <laughs> No. Oh. And there's a movie coming out at Christmas too. Little Women, not Megan Jones. Yes, well, not right, Megan Jones. That was quick. Like it's going to be a great holiday season for Little Women fans. Stacy, we're going to go see Mr. Rogers, and then we're going to read Megan Joe, and then we're going to go see Little Women. I know it's going to be so great. It's going to be a tear fest over there. Watch cats. So Meg and Joe is a modern twist it's little women with a modern twist so there's journalist joe there's like good perfect meg stylish amy and shy beth which beth was always my favorite but i love anyway so um joe has gone to new york to become a journalist and she's struggling something happened and her career's in shambles and she's a uh prep cook and a secret food blogger and Meg has what you think is the perfect life like the perfect house and the subdivision and perfect children and an amazing husband but things aren't always what they seem and then her mother their mother I don't know if they call her Marmy becomes <laughs> ill becomes have ill to. I have well, seen they probably they in, in modern days they probably call her mother or mommy, uh. mom. <laughs> but she falls ill in North Carolina, and the sisters have to come home for the holidays to help her. And they learn that in order to make it through and to be able to really recognize their dreams, they need to draw on the strength of family. And I'm just so excited about this book. I can't even tell you. I've read a couple of Virginia Cantra's books before. And I really, really enjoyed them. She has a series all about, like, Carolina Home, Carolina Man, Carolina Dream. Oh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't read all of them, but I – actually, after looking at Megan and Joe the other day, I went and put a whole bunch of them on my wish list on Audible <laughs> because <laughs> I, I read a couple of them, but I hadn't read all of them. And then it's one of those things I read so much, I kind of forgot about Virginia Cantra. And when I saw Megan and Joe, I'm like, Virginia Cantra, Virginia Cantra. I know I know her. And then Stacey's like, um, she read these Carolina books. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Uh, is so, that how I said it? No, you're probably more like, <laughs> um, she wrote those Carolina books, like, get over yourself and remember. 
Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so this is a harsh you, podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so if you guys like Little Women as much as I do, you might want to pick up Meg and Joe on December 3rd by Virginia Cantra. And let us know what you think. I'm, I'm going to get it, too. And I, I'm i very curious. <laughs> yes. Whoa. I'm very, very so excited. Know. Wow. What you guys think. <laughs> Just super excited, squeaky Stacy. I know. Yes. I've been listening since I was six years old. Like this is gonna, this is so great. So my next book, I'm actually okay. So it's not that I'm not looking forward to this book because I am. <laughs> I don't okay. know if you're talking about, talk it. about it. But the first, but the first book I read by this author like wrecked me so much that I have not read anything else by her. Oh, I know what this is. I don't. (laughs) So the book coming out, it comes out on December 10th. It is called Regretting You by Colleen Colleen Hoover. Hoover. And I read, the book I read from her was It Ends With Us. Yes! And it just wrecked my shit. Like, it just wrecked me so much. It was great. And so I've been a little hesitant to read because it was definitely like you know just lots of lots of it was very hard it was a hard read that was a um, hard read so this book also looks like it's going to be a hard read <laughs> um regretting you is um about morgan and i forgot what the daughter's name is um but morgan is Morgan feels like she made a lot of mistakes when she was younger and um, like she felt like she had a baby and got married way too quickly. And so she hadn't been able to do like her own dreams. And so she doesn't want her daughter to end up doing the same things that she did. The, The only person, and so they don't really typically get along. The only people, the only person that's really able to help them, get together like to help them come together and who kind of serves as an anchor to that family is um is morgan's husband um and then and this is not a spoiler it says so in the blurb i just want to say that before anybody says i spoiled it um <laughs> but you can't spoil it if you haven't read it but that's right it's in the blurb so <laughs> spoiler alert it's in the blurb <laughs> so um it says that there is a tragic accident, and so there is no, oh, no. Chris anymore. So I'm just—I can only assume <laughs> that, that he dies. Yeah. Oh. So it sounds like the husband dies. Oh, this and, is not a Sarah book. And um, it's and so they are dealing with a lot of grief, and they seem to not be able to really come together at all at this point. And they're also dealing with this grief. You know, the daughter is dealing with the grief of losing her dad. This, this woman is dealing with the grief of losing her husband and, um, and they, it sounds, it seems like from the blurb, at least that the woman Morgan ends up, you know, like finding, finding someone or like the tentative hope of a, of a relationship as she's, you know, navigating through her life and grief. Whereas the daughter is finding solace in the boy that the mom forbids her to see. So it sounds like it honestly, it sounds like a mix of like 
a contemporary romance, a women's fiction, and young adult, like all rolled into one. Um, so I think that's why it's going to be a rough read, but I am really looking forward to it. And when, when Shannon sent out the book picks and I read, and I read this blurb, it just really spoke to me because, um, so, you know, it just seems like it's grief is a very complicated thing. I'm really looking forward to just kind of seeing how, how Colleen Hoover does it with, with, um, this book and how are are they going to have a better understanding of one another and actually have like some adult conversation, you know, like, are they going to talk to each other like adults and figure out their stuff or what? So um, again, that book is called regretting you by Colleen Hoover and it comes out on December 10th. I might get that one. I'm going to, her writing is very raw and honest. It's real. Yeah. I really like her. So. I need to preface my next book with a deeply heartfelt <laughs> apology. Shannon's already laughing. She knows. <laughs> because you see, I read The Wicked City by Beatrice Williams um, for the, the 1920s episode um, months ago. Long time ago. And Such a I long time ago. was so incredibly invested in the story of young Ginger Kelly back in 1924. And I wanted to know what happened to her. And I was somewhat invested in the story of Ella in 1998 because I wanted to see her put her life back together. But the draw for me and the part that sucked me in so deep was everything that was happening to Jin, the sassy flapper in the 20s. And with many questions left unanswered and no author's note to reassure us that years after writing this book, she was going to continue. The book just ended. And I ranted and raved and I returned it and I gave it like a lower number of like, I gave it a a worse rating than I would have. Only to discover that now I have to eat a large portion of crow pie because there is in (laughs) fact a sequel to The Wicked City. (laughs) and that and that is the wicked redhead a wicked city i know by beatrice williams and it comes out my friends on december 10th and it picks up it picks up where that other book the wicked city left off so i am sorry to the author for ever doubting you but if you are going to write a sequel, please don't write like 17 books in between because then we lose faith that there's going to be a sequel. So in 1924, you know, this is true. In 1924, Jen Kelly wakes up in Florida in Cocoa Beach with her disgraced, um, oh, oh God, um, agent. Um, agent? Pause, Hume. Oh my God. Uh, prohibition. Um, like enforcer agent, like, uh, Oh, uh, um, let me see if I'm still on the page. Don't go back. Don't, I'm sorry. This is, I need to figure out what he's actually called. Um, please say I'm still here. I was thinking like agent, like, like, a yeah, like a talent agent or something. Prohibition agent. There we go. Oh, okay. So Jen Kelly wakes up in Florida and she, um, has fled there with, 
her disgraced prohibition agent. Um, they had a very, I know, they had a very, very fabulous, like, him climbing through windows type courtship. It was amazing and kind of sexy in a restrained kind of way. Anyway, so now they're, they're in this tranquil, ideal place. Um, but, you know, nothing can let them rest. You know, there's, there's still these people chasing them and, and, you know, she's with, um, her, her very young, um, sister who she rescued from her evil, evil stepfather. Um, upon her mother's death. And there's still some mystery about her parentage. There's mysteries about many aspects of Jin's life. But before she can even begin delving into that, her disgraced prohibition agent is suddenly asked to go back into the field. So, yes. And then she returns, Jin returns to New York, where she is implored by her sexy agent's mother to help with something. So in 1998, we have Ella. She has left her dull accounting job. She's finally said screw you to her horrible ex-husband. She's deeply in love with her musician neighbor, Hector. But yet she still has this mystery to solve because there are ties between her and the amazing Ginger Kelly. And she just needs to figure out this mystery. And so that is all I'm going to tell you about The Wicked Redhead. A Wicked City novel by Beatrice Williams, which does come out on December 10th. But again, please accept my heartfelt apology for anything negative that I may have said, because I don't care if this book is like whatever it makes up for anything that I ever could have possibly said, because The Wicked City was one of the most amazing books ever until it ended without ending. So everyone needs to read this. I know, but this is like, I've read others of her books and like, this is the best book by her I've ever read. And like the, especially the 1920s era, uh, just really, really, really well done. And, and the voice of, uh, of Jen Kelly is just, uh, just amazing. Like you, everyone should read this book. If you like historical fiction, if you like romance, if you like the 1920s, if you like women finally coming into their own, it just, this book is for you. Like this book is amazing. So again, um, look out for the wicked redhead on December 10th. I have to give a brief plug to the latest um, team W book that she wrote with oh. Lauren Willig and Karen White. Is that and the glass called... ocean? No, that one came out no? um, last year at the glass oh. ocean, but this one is all the ways we said goodbye. And it comes out in the beginning of January. Ooh. And I just read it and it's spectacular. And oh, Shannon had an arc? Just, yes, yes, I did. And it's so, so beautiful and lovely and sweeping. And it's like the time, you know, World War One and World War Two, <gasps> and then 20 years after World War Two, And it's just so, so, so beautiful. That sounds like a total Shannon book. But it sounds it's like just, a Stacy book. It could very well be a Stacy book. It's so, okay. so glorious. Okay, so my next pick takes me out of like thriller territory for a moment or two and this is the moonshiner's daughter by donna everhart and it comes out on december 31st this is an author that i have not read before although i've heard some things about her that have kind of piqued my interest so this takes place in wilkes county north carolina in the 1960s and our heroine is a young woman named jesse 
And Jesse is part of this sort of notorious family of moonshiners. And she doesn't like this at all. She wants nothing to do with what her father terms like the family business. Um, she blames moonshine for her mother's death, like when she was a little girl, and she just doesn't want anything to do with it. In fact, she has a plan to destroy her family's stills that are used to make the moonshine. So I'm guessing that this doesn't go over very well. I can't imagine that her father would be a big fan of this. <laughs> Um, so she, she tries, you know, to do this and I'm not sure exactly what happens, but the story kind of takes off from there and we kind of see Jessie as she tries to kind of overcome this past that is not something that she's interested in continuing. So I'm hoping that this ends up being as good as it sounds. Um, there's a lot of really great historical fiction set in the American South and I'm, I'm always ready for more. So this, once again, is The Moonshiner's Daughter by Donna Everhart, and it comes out on December 31st. That one also sounds good. It's a little bit different. At least it sounds different from what I'm used to reading, but it sounds... Yes. But it sounds interest, like intriguing enough that it will definitely be something I'm going to check out. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So the next book that I'm going to talk about tonight is Trace of Evil, Natalie Lockhart, number one, by Alice Blanchard. And it comes out on December 3rd. So Natalie always knew that she wanted to be a cop. Her father was a police chief, or he may still be a police chief. I couldn't really tell from the synopsis. But when she was young, her sister was murdered. As a t when they were teenagers. And so Natalie just kind of knew where she wanted to go. Um, the murderer was arrested and convicted, but she always had questions about the evidence because it just didn't all add up. Well, now that Natalie is a police officer, she's the rookie at the department, so she's been assigned to look into these missing people there's nine people that have gone missing in the burning lake area and nobody really knows what's happened because they've just kind of it's almost like they've disappeared off the face of the earth so while she's doing this she comes across a grisly murder scene um a well-known teacher named daisy butler who's also the wife of a cop has been murdered. So this really rocks the community. While she's investigating this, she, co she comes across a bunch of clues that kind of give her an idea of like kind of what's going on with um, the, these missing people and with Daisy's dark past or dark secrets, sorry. And it also kind of makes her think about what happened to her sister and like, did it really happen the way that it kind of, the, the how like the justice system is saying it happened. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all kind of ties together because these missing people and her sister and just all this stuff. So I'm really looking forward to it. So it's called the tr um, trace of, a trace of evil. Sorry. 
It's called Trace of Evil. Natalie Lockhart, number one, by Alice Blanchard. And it comes out on December 3rd. So the next book I'm going to talk about is by an author I have never read. Her name is Jane Schmolt or Shamolt. The book is called The Playground by Jane Schmolt. And this is Big Little Lies meets Lord yes. of the Flies. Now that rhyme really intrigued me because I still, for the life of me, can't figure out what Big Little Lies and Lord of the Flies have in common. So I kind of want to find out what that means. This is this author's second novel. Her first novel was called The Daughter, which I haven't read, but now that I know there's a novel out before this one, I'm going to pick it up. Relatively I haven't soon. read it either, but I have it here. Yes. And this is about a hot, long, hot summer in London. Beautiful. It's about three different married couples and their lives intersect when their children join the same tutoring circle. And this apparently results in illicit, illicit relationships shocking violence and an unimaginable fallout between them this is just something i need in my life now and apparently evil has crept quietly in their town that is trying to unravel all of them so the book is very twisty and the families are searching for answers to figure out what is going on and now they have to you reunite but does the knowledge of what's going on to torment all of them going to happen is it going to come too late are they going to be able to find out i don't know i guess we're going to have to pick it up on december the 30th the playground which is apparently not much of a playground in this book no it's not a very good place to be (laughs) yeah no i don't know maybe it should be the hell ground Hmm. maybe but i'm very much looking forward to it so it's definitely going to be a playground for me to read hey yes December 30th. It's like a good, like, New Year's Eve book, you know? I know. May the fireworks begin. This is The Playground by Jane Schmalt. Schmalt? Schmelt? Schmelt? I don't know. I don't know. We apologize. We do. For the mispronouncement of the name. Okay. You know who else makes me super happy? Uh, Alexa Martin? What? <laughs> you read my mind. Oh my it's god. Like, Shannon, it's like you knew what books I was going to speak about this evening. How did you know? Do we ever have prior discussion of books prior to the Book Bistro podcast? Well, you know, there's some like behind the scenes stuff that goes on, <laughs> so maybe that's how. I don't know. So yes, I am super excited because Alexa Martin an author that we got to discover last year with her first book, Fumbled, is coming out with her third book, Blitzed, The Playbook 3, by Alexa Martin. Can anyone guess, based on um, the day that I've said for every single other book, what day that this book is coming out? December 3rd. December 3rd. (laughs) Imagine that. And I'm super excited because it is about Bryn, who is the bar owner who has been in the other books. And she um, attributes her, her success to a lot of reality television and professional athletes and their wags, wives and girlfriends. I guess they call them wags. And 
She, though, thinks that she'd be crazy to ever actually get tangled up with a professional athlete, even though they are the reason why her bar is so successful. However, she was not betting on the persuasive charms and the beautiful eyes of Maxwell Lewis. And Maxwell Lewis knows that Bryn is for her, for him. <laughs> However, the first time he tried to um, make a pass or declare his interest, something goes wrong. I don't know what, because we don't have the book yet. And um, then, I don't know, some other things must happen, but then some ghosts from their past come back into their lives and they don't know, like, will their relationship stand all these things? And Bryn has to slowly learn that the biggest thing or person that keeps getting in her way is her. So I am super excited because I love and adore Alexa Martin and her books. If you look at the synopsis of her books, even if you love romance, like I do, I think sometimes the synopsis of the book makes it look a little bit more like fluffy but then, and, and they're so funny. I mean, I think anybody would agree with me. They're so funny. But when you actually read them, they're a little bit deeper than what you actually think they're going to be. And so I cannot wait for this third installment. Blitzed, Playbook 3 by Alexa Martin coming out December 3rd. I know what I'm going to be buying. I have, I guess I'm going to be buying lots of books on December 3rd. Oh my gosh. I it's love a great Alexa day. Martin. So this is the seventh book in the series. It's called Blood and Blade. Um, and it's the Goddess of the Blade series by Lauren Dane, which I know that I have told you all about multiple yes. times. Um, so the premise is that there is a woman. Her name is Rowan Summerweight. And she is a vampire um well, she's basically like a vampire bounty hunter. So she makes sure that vampires are doing what they're supposed to be doing, that they are not snacking on humans when they're not supposed to, and that they are following what is called, what is known as the treaty. Um, Rowan's, Rowan's partner in crime is a man named Clive Stewart, who is the scion of the North American vampires because and he's the newly cemented scion because Rowan staked the last one. So. <laughs> well, that worked um, out well. It did. I mean, he got a nice cushy job. Um, so Rowan is also a vessel for the goddess Brigid. And, um, and so there's a lot of, so she has duties not only to the Slayer's family, like not only to like the, the Hunter Corporation, which is where she works, um, but also to um, but also to the acolytes of Bridget, um, as well as Rowan was also raised at the knee of the person that was known as the first, who is literally the first vampire that was ever made or born or whatever, and oh, and um, and her childhood was not necessarily the best. Rowan is delightfully foul-mouthed and kick-ass, but she also has a lot of very vulnerable parts. And this is a this is this entire series has been a love letter to um, to found family, 
There is a huge overarching plot. Um, And when, when something was sort of cemented in book five, Oh, this is book six, my bad. So when something was sort of (laughs) cemented in book five, um, there were still like some undercurrents of that plot that were, that we, that will now kind of come to fruition in book six. And Rowan has always wanted to keep her friends out of danger um, because she worries for them, you know, but they also worry for her. And now this is probably something that, that this is probably a fight that they can't stay out of as much as she wants them to. And we have over the course of this series, we have seen, we have seen loyalties tested. We have seen boundaries shifting. We have seen, we have seen um, enemies become friends and friends become enemies and very dear people die. And so we have really like gone through, like, I feel like I've gone through like the five stages of grief throughout this entire series. Um, but it's so good. And I'm really looking forward to it. Lauren Dane is an exceptional writer and she writes female friendships in a way that I wish, um, I, I see a lot of romance authors doing more of that. And I, I just love that Lauren, like she really writes about female friendships a lot. She writes about found family. She writes about very, very complicated fam- uh, family dynamics and, I don't know if this will be the last book or if this is the next. I think this this is probably the next to the last book. Um, but it, if you have been hanging in there with this series, then you have a lot to look forward to. If you, th- I would not read this out of order at all. I would start with Goddess with a Blade, and um, and you get just kind of you get to see like all that has just kind of happened and you're just right along there for the ride. Um, so again, the book is called blood and blade goddess with the blade book six by Lauren Dane. And it comes out on December 30th. So we have to hurry up and finish this so that I can go home and snuggle down with goddess with the blade because I want it right now. Yay. You need it. (laughs) You need (laughs) So we must go fast, 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 fast. Fast, fast, fast. Yeah. Talk yeah. as fast as you can, Stacey. Talk like the Micro Machines guy from the 80s. Oh, my God, I wish you could. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I have been very forthright in um, my sort of disenchantment with most, just with a lot of historical romance. I get very bored with ballrooms and the like. Really? Right? No way. Nobody would have guessed that. It's like I how know. I comment about new adults. All the time, I do. But then I discovered, I know. (laughs) But then I discovered Joanna Shoup. Oh, I love her. I'm sorry. Nika's fangirling it up over there. Oh, my God. That's totally fine. I'm surprised you're only one finger. I don't even like historical romance very much, but I read a Joanna Shoup book, and it was lovely. Brilliant. Joanna Shoup is amazing. Yeah, she's an amazing writer. So this, the book that I'm going to be discussing comes out on December 30th, and it is called The Prince of Broadway. um, I know. Uptown Girls, book two by Joanna Shoup. And this book is about Florence Green. And Florence Green, if you have read um, the first book in the series, which I'm blanking on the name right now, 
Um, uh, uh, hold on. The Rogue of Fifth Avenue? The Rogue yes. of Fifth Avenue. So if you read this book, You're if you read The Rogue of Fifth Avenue, thank you, Sarah, then you would probably remember Florence as the sister that sneaks off to gamble and goes to different casinos throughout New York City and and is gambling. So she goes to the most amazing casino in New York City, which happens to be owned by a man named Clayton Madden, who basically controls the lives of the men all over New York City. And he's a mastermind. He's very devious. And he lives in the shadows. Oh, my favorite thing. I know. But there's one family he's never been able to. He has revenge on his mind. And he wants to take down a family. And maybe we can guess who that family is. Well, Florence Green. Florence Green. That's right. And Florence is the darling of society. But she also has decided that what she's going to do, she knows that Clayton Madden is up to no good when it comes to wanting some sort of vengeful plot against her family. But she has decided that she is going to use him right back. She is going to milk from him all the information she possibly can about how to be a successful gambler and how to own a casino. Because then what she's going to do is she's going to turn around and by George, she's going to open a casino just for women. What? How kick-ass is that? Ah, scandalous. And darling. In Gilded Age, I mean, seriously, like, how fabulous is that? But, of course, as we all know, that in the, you know, as all these things are going on and, and they're both sort of trying to double-cross each other, love will bloom. Yes. And will Clayton Madden be able to carry out his revenge fantasy against the Green family? Oh, or will not. love prevail? On December 30th, my friends, we will know what's going to happen to Clayton oh. and Florence in The Prince of Broadway, Uptown Girls, book two, by the incomparable Joanna Shoup. Yes. I will be buying that one. I know. Yes. I cannot wait. I love her. And I, I picked up, I had to read, we did a historical romance um, episode several months ago, so I'm like, oh, crap, I have to find some historicals. Because I, for some reason, volunteered to be part of this episode. And I decided <laughs> I was going to pick up this Joanna Shoup, the, 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 um, uh, the Rogue of Fifth Avenue is my first book. And I think they I was, were like interviewing people. Like, yeah, it's when we did like the, like the trials for some and yeah, yes. so you were, so I kind of had to participate. And yes. let me tell you, it was, I mean, seriously, like her writing was so, she really did feel to me as though she was invoking the sort of the spirit of the time and the huge gap between the wealthy and the, you know, well, did you read, did you read the book about no. the one, about the guy no. who is deaf? That was, so, oh, he's the lawyer. For the guy who is deaf. Wow. Yes. That was amazing. I talked it's, about that in an episode. It was amazingly good. It's on my TBR. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, it's so, so excellent. So my last pick puts me right back in like the wheelhouse of thrillers. In fact, this one like checks a bunch of my boxes because if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I really like books that are set in schools. And if they're like super elite boarding schools, like I'm, I'm very, very happy. So this one is Good Girls Lie and it's by JT Ellison. I am a big fan 
of most everything Ellison writes. Um, last year she wrote Tear Me Apart, and that was one of my top reads of 2018. So I'm super excited for this one. So this one takes place in Virginia, which is a bit of a change for her because often her books take place in Tennessee. But we're in Virginia now, and there's this very elite boarding school, as you probably guessed from my introduction. And it is full of, like, the best and the brightest and the most privileged young women in American society, people who are, like, planning to go to Ivy League universities, and pretty much, like, the world is theirs. But something very bad is happening in this school, and there are these secret societies that get away with all kinds of things that they probably shouldn't, um, up to and including murder. So when a popular student is murdered, this kind of turns everything upside down. And now it becomes essential for people to understand, like, what is actually going on behind the walls of this school. And are these women, these secret societies, like, are they responsible for this murder? Or is someone coming in from the outside and making it seem like they're responsible? I don't know, but I really want to find out. So this is Good Girls Lie. And it's by J.T. Ellison. It comes out on December 31st. So it will probably end up being one of my first reads of 2020 because I don't think I'm going to want to wait very long for it. Her book, um, Tear Me Apart, was definitely good. So this one, I'm hoping this one will be good. I also like her, um, oh, she has a series and the detective, Taylor Jackson. Um, and they're like oh. police procedurals. Oh, Taylor Jackson. I've read those. Yeah. Those are very good. They and were actually really new... good. I enjoyed them. Yes. And then there's like another one about like her friend who's a medical examiner, I think. Yep. Um, um there wasn't as many of those. And they were, no, they were not as many. Too. Yeah. I haven't read those yet, but I did like the Taylor Jackson ones. So the final book that I'm going to talk about tonight is called The Kill Club and it's by Wendy Hurd. And it comes out on December 17th. This book is about Jazz. And Jazz would do anything for her brother. Her brother is 13, and his name is Joaquin. And he is with their foster mother, Carol. And Carol has always been, well, in the synopsis, it calls her fanatical. And, well, some things have changed, and Carol seems to be making decisions that are putting Joaquin's life in jeopardy. And Jazz is really worried about this. And as I said, she'll do anything for her brother. But one day, she gets a call, and it's a, from a blocked number. And they said that they can take care of Carol, that, she, that there's this group that has formed, and... They're people that the justice system has kind of left behind and that, that people that aren't being helped by the justice system. And so they've kind of taken it upon themselves. And in the news, these guys have actually been labeled the black, if I'm not incorrect, the blackbird killings. And they're kind of leaving bodies across, across Los Angeles. Well, all Jazz needs to do is to kill a stranger. Oh. So 
I'm looking forward to seeing what happens because the synopsis really doesn't tell me much more. So it sounds pretty intriguing. So this book Kill someone, it'll be fine. (laughs) Exactly. We'll take care of your person if you take care of our person. So this book is The Kill Club, and it's by Wendy Hurd, and it comes out on December 17th. Yeah, that one does look really good. So the next book I'm going to talk about is about an, by an author that always manages to twist my insides around one way or the other, either in I am so creeped out, I don't know what I'm going to do, or, oh my God, I am so distraught, I just want to cry and cry and cry because how can life possibly be this miserable? This is Taryn Fisher, and the name of the book is called The Wives. And as you all have probably understood by now, I love books about marriages. Whether good or bad, creepy or thrilly, twisty or psychotic, I love books about marriages. So this book is about these wives, and they all know about each other. They're all married to the same man. They know about each other, but they've never seen each other. One of the wives' name is Thursday, which is cool. I guess, yeah, her name should have been Friday, though. That's definitely a better day. Thursday's a sad day, you know, because you think it's Friday and you realize, oh, man, it's only Thursday. Why? <laughs> but anyway. I'm not sure husband, you need to be named after a day of the week. <laughs> I, think, I think not. But hey, to each their own, I guess. Sometimes I wonder, I, I've always wanted to ask these authors where they get the names of their protagonists because they're so weird sometimes. Because sometimes they're super strange, yes. Yeah, and they don't have any meaning that I can decipher. So her husband, Seth, Thursday's husband, Seth, has two other wives in this case. She's never met them. She doesn't know anything about them. She doesn't know if what's going on with them, if they exist, what they do. No idea. And you'll have to grab a copy of the book to find out why she doesn't know about them and where they are. Ooh. Are they dead? We don't know. We don't know if they're dead. We just know mm-hmm. that Thursday's crazy about Seth. She's in love with him. She knows he has two wives. And that one day she finds something that's super shocking and that could tell her a horrifying story about the man she married, but we don't know anything else. I'm not sure what would be more shocking than the fact that, like, my husband had two wives. Now, of course, the fact that I had a husband would be really shocking. I think the fact that you I had don't. a husband would be the most shocking to me. But, uh... Uh, but my my husband that i don't actually have um if he had some more wives i i i think i don't know i don't think i could deal with that well anyway american but in other countries people have more wives so it's true it's true i I wonder if this is like a bluebeard retelling in a psychotic epic way because that's bluebeard yes taryn fisher so this is the wives taryn fisher it's out on December 30th of 2019 and I am probably going to be one of the first to grab this and devour it because it looks so good. Yes, it does. So that brings us to the end of our most anticipated books of December. I want to thank the Book Bistro crew that has joined me this evening and of course I have to thank Christine for all of her fabulous editing. But most of all, I want to thank each and every one of you who has joined us for this journey of bookish greatness that we have embarked upon.
If you would like to let us know your thoughts, you can do that by leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform you use to access the show. And not only does it allow us to see your feedback, but it also helps other book lovers to find us, which is a great thing. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with more bookish fabulousness. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more discussion of great books. Take care, everybody.